<laughs> Hello and welcome. Would you like some? We, we are the. Uh oh. We're the hors d'oeuvres. Uh oh. Uh, well, I. I was. It's... We we put. I mean, we put them out. We put them. We got. Yeah. We got everything ready. We I, got everything it was all, ready. I thought. I thought the it was, spread. Oh, what is it not? It was. It was all right here. Huh. Ian, Interesting. Ian, did you did you eat all the hors d'oeuvres again? Did you what? No. <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> He's running after him. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> What a great bit that was. That was really cool. <laughs> That was um, great. I'm sure our much. listeners loved that. I know. Listeners, if you loved so that real. bit, just just smash that like and subscribe. Just do it right now. <laughs> smash that button for the good bit. Smash it with your fucking face. Just yeah, right yeah. there. Ow. Get that fucking nose all up in that subscribe. Get it in there. Get it in there. It's the only way. It's the only way. <laughs> so, friends... With a with a with a spread that was so robust and quite tasty, you know it can only be one thing. It's fucking stream theory, what? baby. Mm -hmm. You just stumbled onto another fucking episode of Stream Theory. And welcome to Stream Theory, dear first listeners. I, I don't know why I'm gonna be getting all folksy on you out of nowhere. But I do want you to feel warm and comfy as we go ahead and start dissecting just like what is the 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 best in the rest of our streaming options. I don't know where this is going. I, I was I was hoping that uh, maybe uh, you know what? Why don't you all tell people who you are, friends? Who the hell am I talking with? Well, I'm Ben, and I'm Matt, and I'm Cletus. Okay, what, what happened to Ian? <laughs> because Ian I, ran away. He, yeah, he, he just he's gone now. Narratively, we need to find a way to justify getting Ian back. Otherwise, Cletus is here the whole time. The whole and damn that's, time. No one wants. No one, even Cletus. Oh, Cletus don't want that. Uh, I'm gonna go get Ian real quick hey i'm in oh okay oh Doug he's Cle back oh thank yeah. god oh cletus is okay uh, cletus cletus is dead oh, we don't yeah. have to oh, yeah wow. we won't be hearing from cletus for a while this escalated quickly oh. <laughs> maybe he worked for the white house staff that's why he's covid now. Yep, so, yeah. that's, you know it, you fuck around and find out fuck that's all i'm saying <laughs> oh wow yep the and you know what happens when we get these our, our three very specific brains into a room, dear listener, when we when we are covering all of our so when we when we break it down, when we distill it, we, we have our own process that's called the good, the bad, and the remake. What does that mean? Well, collectively, we try to source around six things that we liked about a specific streaming property and six things, uh, once we move on from the good to the bad, six things that we wish uh, were stronger or, or, or we felt like weakened the pro property as a whole. And finally, you know, when Hollywood inevitably recycles this storyline in five, ten years, uh, we have to go ahead and cover the remake, what we would do differently when we are given a chance to inevitably remake this movie, because you all know that that's exactly what's going to happen. Hollywood in five to ten years is just going to be throwing all the remakes at us. Like, you you reviewed it so well the first time. Why don't you, why don't you take this stab at kissing Booth? No, I refuse already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I preemptively refuse. Uh, but at the end of it, we, we do have to give a rating system and we could do numbers. We could do stars or whatever. That'd make a lot of sense, but that's no fun. You didn't come here for sense. Not us. <laughs> this is stream theory, BB. No, uh, we have at the top tier, a must watch self-explanatory. Get on it. It's important. It's great. It's well-conceived and constructed. It's beautiful. Do it just below that. You've got it's on the list. What does that mean? It means it's in your queue. It's just behind one of those must watches that that's there. But but it is also still really good, despite being like a little flawed at the middling tier. You have something for the background. It's inoffensive. You can put it on. You can do chores. You can <laughs> distract your kids. It's something for the background. Uh, as we start getting towards the lower variety of the offerings, uh, we uh, start to tread into I would rather territory, which means that we, your hosts, have to come up with something that we would rather do than have to watch said streaming property again. And finally, at the very bottom of the barrel, the, the, the absolute dregs, you know, the just hot dumpster fire, you've got the kissing booth. It used to be Artemis Fowl because we thought we were clever and it was spelled foul, but no, it's now the kissing booth because, uh, y'all, just watch it and you'll know. But that's, that's it. That's it, baby. That's a, that's a little rundown on what stream theory looks like for you, dear listener. Uh, and what are we covering today, friends, as we sit down and talk about stream theory? All right. All right, dear listeners. Today, we are looking at The Lodge. Uh, this movie dropped on February 7th of this year. It's directed by Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz. The screenplay is also by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, as well as Sergio Kasky. The cinematography is by Tamias Bakatakis, and it is starring Riley Keough, Jaden Martell, Leah McHugh, and Richard Armitage. And the story goes like this. A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children, at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Ooh, a spooky season's mm -hmm. kicking off. A spooky that really doesn't actually that off. really doesn't tell you almost anything. No. It yeah. <laughs> that Not is at all. a that is a, a a poor description of the plot of this movie. <laughs> while while technically correct, it also lacks any sort of flavor or detail whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Good job, IMDb. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those interns, man, they're like, I don't know, fam. She's in a fucking cabin. There's some kids in snow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, God. All, All right. right. Uh, so, so good. this puppy down. Yeah, good, bad uh, reboot. Uh, I will start with the good, if you guys are fine with that. Yeah, take Let's it away. Let's do it. Man. What you got okay. for us? Good. Uh, the cinematography works well. Um, it's a, a an exceptional tool of conveying that uneasiness from the very beginning to the end. Um, mm. Some really cool things going on here. Some really nice tight shots, which always make for interesting horror elements. I always like a tight lens to kind of give you that sense of uh, suffocation or just that sense of something's closing in on you. Or sometimes the camera can be used as if something is looking at you or something is like constantly watching. Uh, this necessarily doesn't do that, but I've just given you an, an example. But this does do a good job of establishing the atmosphere and the environment um what we're getting into um some beautiful picturesque um shots in here mm -hmm. uh every shot has levels there's always something filling the space there's never any empty space which also i mean any competent filmmaker will tell you that yeah okay that's what it's supposed to supposed to happen but some you know sometimes you'll watch a movie and you're like what what's going on over there why is that so empty and why why are they doing that 
Uh, the prime be example definitely being yeah. whatever. What was the fucking the one we Josh Demel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The lost husband. The lost husband. <laughs> the lost husband is a fucking criminally uh, like guilty of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're just like here. Just gonna set this up on some sticks and uh, gonna do wide, medium, and a close up, and we're gonna go to the next shot. No, you can tell that they definitely, the storyboard on this, they like took their time to really piece together a, a, a competent, not only competent, but um, a, a story uh, where the themes shine through and you immediately know what you're getting into for the first shot. Immediately, bang, you, you're there. Um, and they do a good job of that. So the cinematography, I think it's a, a very good, uh, a, 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 a positive, a plus. Definitely a pro um, on my sure, part, uh, yeah. and on the filmmaker's part. I, I, love I, I totally, I totally agree with that. I also mm-hmm. think they they use the camera very artfully in terms of creating senses of scale. Yeah. Where sometimes you're, I remember the the opening shots are kind of disorienting, and then mm-hmm. after a moment you realize that you're looking inside of a child's dollhouse, mm-hmm. and it's like so weird to like have that because you don't know you don't you're like there's something off about this space what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. you don't like recognize it until the until you see the shot of the dollhouse itself and you're like oh okay and they use that as a sort of visual motif they return to the dollhouse again quite a bit and again and i i I feel that that is actually um, a very clever thematic element. Uh, I I think that they are using it to to talk about what is going on in a very subtle way. I'm not going to say more than that because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but then there's also shots where she's outside in the snow and it's just her and snow mm-hmm. and nothing. And mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a very it's very artfully done. It's very uh, well crafted cinematography. Yeah, definitely. And that actually that would lead me to my first good good point about this film. If y'all allow me to take go, a take go, second go. Oh, yeah, second man, strength, uh, the setting. They they found a really great location for this story. Mm-hmm. For this story, they found a stellar location. That that house, that lodge, stellar. They are so lucky that they had that space. Um, and also just the surrounding environments around it. Like uh, there there are some exterior shots where someone is trekking through the blizzardy wilderness, mm. and um, just oh, just all the, all the interior shots of the house at night uh, th- were honestly some of the creepiest parts of this for for for, for me personally. Mm. Um, and so for me, I think the setting, they, they really lucked out with this location. It's, it's integral to this film. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's literally called the lodge. Yeah. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. Yeah. (laughs) You you get a, you get a bad lodge. You got a bad move. We call the lodge. Yeah. yeah, You gotta, (laughs) you gotta put your money where your mouth is. If you're naming it that like, well, and I guess also in that, in that regard, then just to sort of, uh, make it less of an well duh thing uh the way that they use their setting too like because getting the location is half the battle and then recognizing how to use it is also yes. important yes um, that's a very good point and they they certainly came very prepared with this ben you pointed out that uh some reviews had commented on its similarity to some of the previous writer directors works yeah. i'd be interested to see that because I feel like this film already borrows very heavily, especially with the dollhouse shit. Like Hereditary came out a year prior. Yeah. And is like super popular. And then like, uh, I guess they were probably in production around the same time. They were definitely in production by the time Hereditary came out. Yeah. So like I, 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 
<laughs> Maybe that's just really unfortunate that like I feel like Hereditary has had a little bit more longevity in the the public uh, eye than The Lodge yeah. has. Um, so it's a shame that there was another movie that kind of because I I liked the Dollhouse stuff in this, but it you know it it made me wonder if they had borrowed. Uh, and now I see that they just the timeline wouldn't have allowed for that necessarily unless they radically changed this movie in like the last few months they were filming um i don't know i got off track just to say that the lodge and the lodge is good surprise it's a good lodge yeah it's a good, good lodge. lodge they found a good lodge for the lodge it's a good lodge fuck yeah fuck yeah I, I i i think that's a very valid point i have no complaints to lodge about it right <laughs> okay just right. two well, middle fingers officially high, gotta we, yep we are canceling the podcast bam, that's, bam, it. That's, it. that's it one too many times that's a wrap <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs> All right, good night, uh, everybody. Oh, all right, Matt, what you got? Okay, um, I gotta say the acting from the main trio. I mean, this is a this is a cast of four, basically, more or less. There, are, it is mm. a very small group of people that you're spending this time with, and the three main people, the two kids and the stepmom. I think all three of them do a really good job of acting, especially mm. in the beginning. Mm. Um, I I feel as if there is a lot of tension between them and 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 it feels very organic and very real that this woman is coming in after a uh, a personal tragedy that these you know and and is kind of like you know trying to figure out her place and like kind of just as uncomfortable and reluctant as the kids are to mm -hmm. be in this space with them because you know why wouldn't you be you know agreed and right. and, and so i i think that there's something to be said for that i think that it is a very um I, I think it is very well acted uh, in terms of the three main people. And I a special shout out to the younger girl because I find I, I've watched a lot of movies recently where I've watched a younger kid act and I'm like, you're not there. Right. You're not, you're not right. doing it. You're, you are in a space saying lines, you're not acting. And she right. was, and she is good. Um, and I, I just felt like they, the three of them brought slightly elevated performances, especially kind of up through the middle of the movie when it's a little more, um, organic and less, uh, kind of fewer horror-y things are going on as it were. Mm. Um, so that's my that's my first good. I think their performances are really, really good. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, I cannot disagree with that. Solid performances. Great chemistry all, all the way around for sure, too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Ben, what's your what's your second good? Uh the sound design. Um mm. sure. I will yeah. say this, um, and I'll be brief. A lot of horror films tend to use music ineffectively, or even just sounds ineffectively. To me sometimes. Um sometimes they also go for cheap scares with the sure. shrinking violin or the piano bang or um and I think a horror film is at its at its best personally, and that this could be subjective in a matter of taste, when you strip back all of that and it's not as produced and you just get tones as opposed to just like, you know what I mean? Just more of a, or just more of a, of a, just like ambient noises, just, mm. just to set the mood, just to get the audience there. Because the scariest part about a, uh, a horror film to me is that you can picture yourself being in that situation, right? Sure, um, yeah. You want to be in the house that you want to be in that lodge. 
you want to be where they are. Um, at, at the or not, of course, but like still, that's the kind of right, thing that you, you know, want to. The convey. thrill of you being there, is exactly, because yeah. it's a thrill ride. It's a, it's it's a, it's a fucking roller coaster, and you want to be. It's 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 it's. I, I will say it's like a, um, a haunted house, pretty much. I mean, that's that's the feeling that you want, and sound does that so well if it's used effectively, especially in a horror film. And I think this does it to a T. Something that I would prefer, and I, this is definitely my preference, and I, I like it a lot. It uh, it does it justice, and they do it effectively. So that that's my uh, that's my second good. Was there a was there a particular standout moment? That I you remember I the sound design of, really getting uh, in? a specific moment um i will say when she was walking in the snow that was a couple of great moments um mm -hmm. definitely when she went down to the basement um uh, there's a few other times too oh, j oh the, some... the opening the opening uh shot um the very opening shot just that it's almost nothing you could hear a pin drop but at the same time there's a oh, deeper yeah. tone underneath um and then something horrific happens which we won't um <laughs> don't want to spoil <laughs> gotta spoil. go watch but yes it's it's also just in the silence alone, too. Just allowing your movie to have some silence there without having to fill it mm -hmm. with something contrived. You do a good job of that. That's, that's That takes a lot of trust in what you're filming. Um, and yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's legit as hell. I agree. Yeah. I'm 100%. here for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ian? Uh, all right. So I'm, I was thinking about it. Um, and I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going with the makeup in this um because very often in sort of modern you know uh non-heightened pieces uh the makeup can sometimes be like an afterthought or something like just put a base on them like make sure that they're not shiny yada da 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 uh they, they did they definitely put a little bit of thought here in terms of like how made up everyone is in watching people's uh states deteriorate deteriorate and or change and as they do so um like that's re reflected in their costumes and their makeup and that's of course just good world building and, and production design but i think that they they utilized it really well here and again without spoiling too much there are some special effects uh there's some special effects makeup used at points that I, I thought was rather effective. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Without being like, uh, you know, uh, hostily or super over the top gore, but like, it is just like an accurate reflection of what might happen to someone uh, and their skin. Should they be in certain conditions? Uh, and I just remember when it, when it happened, I, I have my own thoughts about the direction that the movie goes and, and how it does all this. But the makeup in that part in particular, uh, I think, really, really helps add to the horror of it all. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to. I don't think uh, I ever give enough shout out or props to makeup work. So here seemed a good instance to do so. The Lodge gets their makeup really well in this. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that good makeup. That yeah, because mm -hmm, you learn. They do. I I think a great example are between uh to like just highlight that a little bit more and go a little bit deeper. So I'm not being super vague. Uh, the mother uh at the start of the film and then the stepmother and like the way that they sort of differ in look. Uh, the mother is very um well made and perfect and looks very sort of uh cheery and light. And then Grace, I believe, is our protagonist's name. Uh, Grace, who is the stepmother, when she arrives, she's not uh, disheveled, but she's like a little plainer is the wrong word, but she is made up to look more. She's less picture perfect. There we go. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yes, she's yeah. less picturesque in the way that they designed her costume and her makeup. And I thought that was a great reflection of that. Yeah, yeah. 
right on. Good point. Good points all the way around. We've got some good points here. It's a pretty decent film. Uh, Matt, what do you got for your last point? Okay. My... My final good, um, I think this movie does something very bold, which mm. is I'm trying to figure out how, how to talk about this without spoiling everything. Um, well, not everything, but specifically the beginning. Mm. Um, they do something really bold, uh, which a lot of films don't do which is they spend time with a character and you kind of get to know that character a little bit. Mm. And then after a little bit, it's not about them anymore. Mm. Um, and I am, I, I think that that is very effective and frequently underutilized um the sort of protagonist fake out almost yeah i mean mm -hmm. you know I'm, i dig that yeah i'm reminded of psycho where the first half of the movie you're following uh vivian lay's character and and then after a certain point if, if you haven't just fucking watch psycho all right after a certain point it's not about her anymore <laughs> Because she dies. I'm sorry. The movie came out in the 60s. If you haven't seen it yet, it's your fault. Yeah, I think that's a spoiler we can get away with. Unsubscribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where I think there is a um, there's a certain power to it because you start to develop your audience's expectations when you spend so much time with a person where you go, okay, this is going to be about this person. We are going to watch their journey. We are going to watch their growth, their change, their struggles. And mm -hmm. then to suddenly shift that um, is a very bold move, I think. Mm. And, Definitely, yeah. Um, I don't think it always works, but I think it's effective here. I think they did a good job with it in, in this particular yeah, instance. I absolutely agree. I love that. I love that element in any storytelling, man. I, I want to write a story like that so bad. Just like follow up, follow the main character up until a point, just like even a, like a season long for like a show and then immediately shift. Like I just think it's so fucking cool. It's very underutilized. That's a good point, Matt. Very yeah, good point. Yeah. Definitely. And I think part of why so many films don't do that is because if you look at it like a bank account for time or something, you only get so much time to make us care about someone oh absolutely and to effectively spend half your money movie making us like doing all this work like that storyteller did all this work to make us care and empathize and feel strongly about this person's struggle to yank that out from under us and be like and now care about these folks that's a tall task but uh, yeah, as you pointed trick. out this is a this is an instance where they do that very well it's tricky it's so tricky all right so that's all the goods. Let's go on to the bads. Who wants Who first? Wants, who wants first? Who wants to yeah. take it? All right, I'll go first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take it again. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, now I'm going to try my best without spoiling anything, of course. But, uh, and this one's a tricky one as well, but I think we're done with the trope of the woman going crazy, right? I think... <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. I also don't think it necessarily lends itself to this story in particular. I think, honestly, the genders sh may have, uh, should have perhaps been swapped. <sighs> mm. um, that would be interesting. Because sure. without getting into too much of the minutiae, the story that this lends itself to is more of a male issue, I think. Um, not to say that people aren't persuaded one way or another when it comes to a cult. I don't think that's necessarily throwing something away by the way I, you kind of get that vibe within like 25 percent of the movie without spoiling too much um so um 
not to say that you know women aren't exposed to that there is something you know get a charismatic leader that happens a lot it's easy blah 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 but just even in the manner in which um things happened it's statistically more inclined for a man to be more abusive yada 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 um and physically able to get to that point as well um and also it's a weird thing too to get into um certain it's like um <laughs> Uh, certain mental illnesses being potentially being um, physical and dangerous. I think we kind of get into this element that could be harmful for people who are actually going through it. Um, I'll just say this. I don't, I'm not going to tell you what, who has it, but PTSD is displayed in this. And I think it's sometimes, especially in horror movies, mental illnesses don't necessarily always portray them in, in accuracy that I kind of want to see more of. Um, and sometimes it can be slightly harmful. Not saying that this is egregious or anything, but I think we can do just a tad bit better. I, um, I, I want to, I actually want to take it a step further. I think it is yeah. egregious. I think it's okay. Think it's cool. A, I can I, totally be. I was about you. to say we all almost did the first same bad. I'm I know, sure. and this was okay. the I, this was <laughs> the problem is that we were all on the same page in this. Is that so? I um. Cool. I I am definitely. I can definitely be on. Not to be wishy washy, yeah. but I could say it's egregious as well. I I, I I think that there is. This is like one of the worst tropes in uh in horror specifically mm -hmm. but it i mean mm -hmm. it's not just horror you see it in other things as well and yeah. it is the idea that having a psychiatric disability makes you a dangerous person yep. statistically speaking people who have psychiatric disabilities are far more likely to have violence perpetrated against them than they are to perpetrate violence against others that is a yep. statistical fact and the fact of the matter is is that the way in which people quote unquote go crazy in movies is not a thing it's mm -hmm. not a thing and i was so frustrated by this because there's a certain turning point where you find something out and it's like oh it's too late like oh you know they're crazy now and there's no backing mm -hmm. down from the crazy and it's like, hey, yep. do some fucking research. This is 2020. We have the internet. Read the DSM-5, motherfuckers. Not that it is a, you know, like the end-all, be-all, the DSM-5. The, the DSM has its own problems because sure. uh, human neurology is very tricky and, you know, neurochemistry. We're constantly is, learning new things. Well, and, and things, you know, there's a lot of stuff that used to be in the DSM that are it was probably you know like being gay used to be in the dsm as like right. a, oh, I a remember. disorder yeah yeah that's not that's not fucking cool however you know what's even less cool is not doing any research because it's like what illness do they have yeah, yeah they got ptsd right but it's like and there's meds the meds the magical meds that keep you from going from like <laughs> a normal human into an insane fucking monster no. Yeah. Here's that's here's not a an, fucking thing. An issue I have too. It's it, the lack of creativity there. It's just like here. Hey, hey. There are ways to make to convey to an audience how damaging uh, a a mental illness is to that person and how it can be terrifying creatively and still be terrifying to an audience. Be like, this is yeah. what you have to go through on a daily basis. Anxiety, yeah. depression, things of that nature. Like, mm -hmm. there's something always over you. Just say, like, a specific demon or something that's always watching you, always weighing you down in a certain sense. That's terrifying sometimes 
with people depressed because your life could be at danger at any time by yourself. You don't want to harm yeah. anyone else. This is it's just it, it it is a lack of creativity that is yeah. just so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Um and 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 just I guess yeah, I guess you're right. It's egregious. I it's come on. We we're still doing this shit. I just I come from a background of uh people who have engaged uh with people with psychiatric disabilities. My mother uh, worked with them for a long time. And I can safely tell you that, A, the thing that she has, in the, the thing that the character has in the movie, not a thing, not real. That's mm. not like a thing. Sure, of course. And, and it also just does such a terrible disservice because it shifts the narrative mm. from something that is being done to them to then something that they are doing because oh no they've snapped they're crazy yeah right. and and i just i have no i have no patience for that and i have no respect for it and i will not make space for it i think it's egregious right on absolutely and, i agree and, and we will all be better storytellers when we can bury that in the fucking ground yeah agreed okay yeah 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 that, that one stuck with me for sure uh, yeah, especially I, someone that, who I, suffers with mental illness. Yeah, that is something that all three of us were thinking. So yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll take next? the number two then, if y'all okay. don't mind. Yeah, you take Absolutely. the two uh, because that uh, that one's a big one. But I think this ties in a little bit. This film asks us to suspend a lot of disbelief. <laughs> a <laughs> lot right. of disbelief. And I have no problem doing that. I hate those pedantic ass film reviews that are like, time travel is depicted in Yerida is so stupid because of this. Like at a certain point, like that, I think that that becomes like a little less valid. Like in just like the nitpicky shit, you're just like cinema sins. Don't get me started. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a whole. Yeah. Anyone who follows me on social media knows my my take on CinemaSins and their their trash attempt to generate content. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. Blah blah. Yep. Blah blah. Uh, go ahead and at me, CinemaSins. Yes, you and your like hundred thousand followers that are all teenagers. Like, yeah, that's right. That is why Harley Quinn movie is stupid. Like, cameras don't do that. Yeah, go fuck yourself. This film though really does a lot of work to try to that's the thing i was gonna say it does a lot of work to try to feel grounded it tries to feel grounded it doesn't do a lot of work to try to feel grounded and that's part of why it we have to, to be grounded there we go that's a great way to put it it pretends to be grounded and so like none of that work is done to help us understand some of the more extreme circumstances that do come up in act three of this film um there is one particular uh, for lack of a better term, uh, uh, I'm not going to... Nope, no spoilies. There is an event that happens that would require a decent amount of technical know-how, I think. Um, mm. And and maybe even, like, no small amount of equipment. And uh, we're never... Like, we're just not... Who cares? Doesn't matter how that happened. Like, and that's... Again, like stupid nitpicky things, but when you make that moment the like twist slash crux of your film, like when you have one of those, uh, for lack of a better term, plot holes at the at the at the center of one of like these major turning points in your story, I don't know, it 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 it, it seems kind of disrespectful 
to the audience. Like, listen, we're just trying to make this story work. Like, it seemed lazy as a storyteller. Like, we've got these pieces and we know where we want to end the story. So we are going to, like, you know, like, weave and dive and, like, contort our way through all of the hoops necessary to get to the point we want to get to. As opposed to being like, okay, I thought the story was going here. It no longer is. Like, that's what it feels like to me with yeah. this. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of hand waving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, oh, and uh, this happened. Okay. Any specific? Nope. It's all right. We just need to know that it's important that it happened. Move on. Okay. Yep. And like that uh, again ties back into I think the portrayal of uh, struggles with mental health in this film. We don't really learn too much about how uh, this character's trauma has affected them, like, like, or where that trauma stems from, like, what it was that gave them that trauma. It's just kind of like, and by the way, they have trauma, so be gentle. And it's like, no, like, I, again, I think it's that whole... They ask you to suspend a lot of disbelief because they're not willing to do solid world building. All right. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. 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 And it's a shame because, you know, again, it is spooky and it's there. There are moments that were generally genuinely thrilling. But at the end of the day, it did make me feel just a little cheated. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What you got, Matt? Uh, I mean, what you said was my my then my biggest, biggest complaint about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I feel like everything else, I, I feel like it invalidates so many other things that otherwise could be good because it is a uh, uh, a fundamental rot in the core of the tree of this movie mm-hmm. that I just I can't get over. But since we're nitpicking, um, I'm not a huge fan of the dad. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't True. think he does a bad job. He's just kind of fucking bland. He like works a yeah. job where you're mm-hmm. like, what is your job? How is what is? No, there's no like, he, you know, he's like his name is man. He has job. He his his eyes are there. Like there's no he's so nondescript. Um, and and I also just I. I also resent his character so much because I think that it is so like the whole thing, right? There's there's a an inciting incident that happens six months prior to this movie. And then mm-hmm. this movie is the like the new mom coming together with the dad and the kids. Six months is a mm-hmm. very short amount of time. Yes. For mm-hmm. your children to be dealing with things, one would think, and maybe yeah. think. one would think that maybe dad should be a little bit less of a fucking dick in terms of trying <laughs> to push things like a new mom. And yeah. I, I just... I, yeah, I mean, his character, I don't even, I don't think it was the actor's fault. I just think that his character is just poorly written. I mean, it's just a force. He's just like, he's just a thing that moves in a way to get us, as Ian said, to where we need to be at the end. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm just. Why would you leave your fucking kids with this person who they don't even know? Yeah. In the middle of a snowstorm. I just. mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it just, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't make any fucking sense um and zero uh, yeah and i thought that that was like this is kind of like a hodgepodge of complaints wrapped into one it's it's all good it all centers around the dad and that's legit as fuck yeah i just don't i don't i agree yeah, yeah. I, I feel really bad for this man shit. because he got the <clears throat> the king dwarf role in the Hobbit movies. That's who this is. Oh shit! And so, oh, he plays I'm pretty Thorn sure Oakenshield. He's Thorn Oakenshield. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Uh, and so I'm pretty sure that when he got that role in The Hobbit, he's like, bro, this is it. Like, my career is fucking set. I am fucking Thorin Oakenshield in The <laughs> Hobbit, in Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. And right. then they started filming, and he was like, ah, oh, fuck. The oh, thing fuck. is, I actually think he did a good job as Thorin. I feel like he actually brought his shit to the table. Yeah. The problem... Agreed is all the other elements and everything else well and it's oh yeah absolutely like I, mean, I i but i think that's why i think he realized just that the hobbit wasn't going to be the career maker he had, he had i think any re, any reasonable person would think well it would yeah be because i mean look at out. what the lord of the rings did for everyone who touched it like exactly. right right oh you know? um so i i think i just feel really bad for this guy because i i think that he's still sort of doing semi damage control <laughs> after mm. that um yeah. and so he's uh oh that poor man he this was this was another chance for him a, a good old indie horror film and uh, uh, hey, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah all right ben what is your second bad all right so my second bad is it's gonna sound like i'm contradicting my first good but i'm not and hear me out i, I don't think <laughs> the movie okay. is that scary um i know mm. i said it does a great job of establishing the environment which it does it does give you an uneasy feeling and maybe that's what the the director and the writers were going for as opposed to like a horror film in general or a thriller but i felt like that they were trying to play in oh shit look at this like you should be frightened here and i, I never got that sense of of pure dread and hopelessness um, not saying that the twists and turns and some of the, again, the uneasy feelings and that I did feel and experience aren't valid. They are, but I wish they kicked it up just a little bit more, um, to truly make me walk away and be like, oh my God, like <laughs> have to turn on my lights at, the, at night. You know what I mean? That's the type of shit mm. I look and I love when I watch a horror film, just being like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to have to. I would have to sleep with one eye open at night, and I never yeah. quite yeah, felt it, that. I got you because if it if it's a if they do a good job of creating that sort of that atmosphere, that dread that you're looking for, that that can stay with you after a movie if it's right. done well. Exactly. And I you you hit the you were so right because in the moment I remember thinking like, oh yeah, this is nice and atmospheric, but yeah, it doesn't linger, it doesn't stay with me. Nope. Yeah, nope. and and I do think that that is because. Um, it's like you know it's good to have atmosphere like it's good to build atmosphere and I love it when horror movies don't try to do the cheap jump scares because yes. jump scares mm -hmm. are bullshit but you gotta like go somewhere with it you have to keep building <laughs> it and they right. don't really like they don't really like build it up anywhere just kind of like is and exists yeah and then it and then it's like done and you're like all right yeah exactly yeah, the ending this yeah. left me wanting more and it, it hits it, it hits a peak and it just kind of like it kind of just coasts on that peak and it ne like yeah. i said it never builds off of that it just it plateaus and you're yeah. like give me something else get, can i get another spike in this mm -hmm. excitement and then it ends and it's a it's a decent twist ending but I, again I, ne I never walk away with like fuck like geez like fuck me like this is yeah. this is crazy you know no so yeah that's that's my mm -hmm. second bad for sure 100 percent. i totally mm -hmm. agree with that mm -hmm. yeah Hundo P. all right who's next y'all ian ian what you got right. it's me i'm up i gotta think of oh give me one sec no oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's all over <laughs> Yeah, take your time, uh, babe. It's tough, man, because I didn't like 
her lack of I didn't like how they handled Grace's exposition her her character in general mm. you know like we everything we learn about Grace's backstory and everything that this film builds on to its eventual emotional climax really relies on that backstory it's all said it's all just sort of said at us and I guess we do get like one little like home video record footage but like I guess I was frustrated that we as the audience never go there mm -hmm. you know like we never get to go to the past life grace had that made her quote unquote the the way she is or what she is dealing with in this film we never go there we see other characters read a file and watch a video on there mm -hmm. and that's all we get and then the film like relies on that like three ish five ish minute uh block of exposition to draw out its dread and its 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 uh and grace's struggle to like and if you're gonna rely and use that as the like crux for one of your protagonists stories then i think you need to do a little bit more than just give us that like three to five minute block and have that just absolutely yeah it, it absolutely. didn't carry the movie for me like i really there was there was one scene in particular uh where grace is out in the wilderness she's trekking through the snow and she comes upon a moment where i was like oh now we get to go back there now we get to exist with her in this past and no we, no we don't I know it's exactly just, what moment you're talking about, and I was—I know so, you do. I was I'm so trying not to spoil it. I know. Yeah, I was right there with you, and I was so frustrated because it was like, oh, never mind. Okay. I yeah, because that was a great opportunity. I almost wish if they weren't going to go all the way there to just leave it out and just make it even more ambiguous. Uh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, and, and this is the thing, right, is that they're kind of doing this, like, shorthand where mm -hmm. they're like, okay, so I don't think it's a spoiler to say that she was part of, like, a Christian suicide cult. You find that out with That's like, true. It's in the trailer, even. It's in the, yeah, 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 and mm -hmm. it's within the first, like, ten minutes. It's part of her character exposition. So anyway, mm -hmm. she's the daughter of this, like, suicide cult leader, and she's the sole survivor who, like, filmed everything. And so that has somehow led to her having some sort of unknown psychiatric disability that is um treated with pills that we don't really know much about they're just the pills pills and cause <laughs> some amount of like yeah i mean it's just like the thing is that a there are films that have explored ptsd wonderfully mm -hmm. there there are films that really really get into the like torment that ptsd does to like for you um the deer hunter yeah yeah robert de niro christopher walken yeah yeah so yeah, yeah yeah so it's basically like about a man who is a prisoner of war in vietnam and mm -hmm. then like comes home and has to live with the fact that like amongst other things he was forced to like play russian roulette and like all this other really fucked up stuff and and there are so many there are so many instances where you can use like if you're going to talk about a I mean if you're going to talk about PTSD a like have some compassion but also mm -hmm. like get like give us more we never get to see like her perspective really mm -hmm. like I mean PTSD can cause like night terrors and hallucinations like panic attacks you don't ever really see any of that um but it's also like the the to your point ian is that they just kind of go she was part of a cult that's why she liked this and you're like okay yep work a little more please like do right. a little bit more Ugh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it doesn't seem like a, a, a lot to ask that if you're going to have that be the crux of your character, that like, as you said, we do a little bit of work with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, because <laughs> she's technically the kind of the main character, but mm-hmm. you never really, we never really get into her space, you know? We kind of do, but it's more like this sort of dispassionate observer where we're looking at her like kind of falling to be like I wanted to trust what was happening less you know like yes and that's the thing is like if you're doing something where someone is like off their meds and like you know like getting crazy fuck with it like look it's bad to do this but if you're gonna do it like fucking go for it don't half ass your ass you know like whole ass it if it's you know it's a bad decision but like also don't fucking wishy-washy it out like right you know play with the audience's expectations and they sort of do but it's cheap and it's cheap and they don't yeah it's been done way better before 100 percent agree absolutely 100 yeah. percent agree um uh, all right, Matt, what's your uh, second and last bad? So uh, my last bad um, is actually, and, and Ian, you touched on this earlier um, that some critics had said. So the filmmakers prior to this made uh, Goodnight Mommy, which is a horror film about uh, a couple of kids who are alone in a house with their mom who comes home from some surgery and has her face bandaged and they become convinced that the mom isn't their mom um and there are a ton of parallels between goodnight mommy and the lodge there Mm -hmm. are so many that you know it's like hey there's like a pair of kids alone with a woman in a space and like it's isolated yeah and i i just i i think that there is a lack of creative push on the part of the filmmakers where they did not challenge themselves. They came up with mm. Goodnight Mommy is also scarier. Um and actually has a lot of other thematic elements that I won't get into for spoilers, but like there's mm-hmm. a ton of similarities between these two. And it's like, dude, you made these movies back to back. Try something new, like, you know, yeah. don't just find a pattern and like just do that one thing over and over again. That's how we wind up with like, you know, Saw, Michael Bay. Saw, Saw mm-hmm. fucking 32. Saw electric right. boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not. You gotta, you gotta push yourself. You gotta push yourself. You gotta try things. And I feel like mm-hmm. this was a safe movie, and I feel like it shows. You know, yeah. Like they didn't take risks. They didn't try anything, and it and it just wound up being really disappointing. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my that's my final that's my final bad. All right. I mean, yeah. Woo. This is a good bads, good good. All right, so let's get into the reboots portion of the episode. Reboot the Lodge. Uh, Ian, do you want to take it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so I think uh, what I would do differently with this is um, I would... I have no I have no beef with how this movie starts out, you know. I got no beef with that. I kind of actually like the opening a little bit. Um but then I would quickly pivot and change the direction wherein uh I think I would follow Grace a lot more before she meets mm. the family. Like she you like you know like uh uh and I wouldn't have the father be so just like fucking nebulous in this movie like he's not really bad he's not really good he's just like dad you know he makes bad decisions on both ends or or decisions on both ends of the spectrum um so i think i would have him be a little bit more uh antagonistic maybe even in this story i would have 
the story much more heavily followed Grace uh, and her time. Uh, like I would intersperse her time with the lodge with her backstory 10,000% and start to try to like bleed those two realities together in a really unsettling way. Um, and then I don't, I don't dislike the twist of this movie, but boy, howdy, I, I do dislike how they sort of executed a few ways <laughs> and expect us to just go along with it. So I would definitely rework that. No spoilies. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, I wouldn't necessarily have like, you know, the whole mental snap, no going back type deal. Um, I don't know how I would deal with that personally. Um, but yeah, I think the ending of this needs a major rework too. So that's, that's sort of what my initial approach would be, you know, blend, uh, blend the moments of isolation in the lodge with her actual backstory. So we're seeing it in real time and not trusting our realities and maybe like have the father actually like do something as opposed to just being the setup for the film and then an eventual, like just sort of prop emotional prop. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Martin, I think that's good. Um, yeah. I'll take I'll take number two. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Go for it. So if I were going to be if if, if I were if I were going to remake this, uh, I would lean way more heavily like into the thematic elements that are in the promise of the mm. promise of the premise. Right. So you have a person who was the daughter of a suicide cult leader. And, mm -hmm. and there are kind of casual, like there are allusions to purgatory and like to, you know, things like that throughout this movie. I would up that a billion percent. I would actually have it be something where it is more supernatural, you know, mm -hmm. and have it be this question mm -hmm. of like faith and where does faith lie when you are um when when your spiritual education is so toxic you mm -hmm. know like can faith save you or does it need to be entirely abandoned and when you know it's like one of those things where it's like if say a cult were to uh do all of these things wherein they were um, like they, you know, like, like have more prophecies and then have those, mm -hmm. some of the prophecies start to come true and then be like, what is real? What is not? And you can have that same twist at the end that there is, although you got to work it better as Ian you said. definitely have to earn it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. they just need to up it way more. If you're going to have that sort of plant at the beginning, you gotta, you gotta like, that's a, that is a, it's fertile ground. Till it. Mm -hmm. Plant some shit. Pay and that's shit an off. excellent point. Like, I don't want us to go backwards, but that is something that really I thought was a missed opportunity is that the cult is framed as objectively wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, like there is like absolutely no sense to it whatsoever. It is just crazy. Whereas like, as you said, it's fertile ground. You're yeah. in a horror movie. Like, you know, it's make really us unsettled by guessing like, what if they're right? I don't know. You know, Yeah. what's really funny is that I'm pretty sure that this suicide cult is like heavily 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 inspired <laughs> it totally fucking is it's very heavily inspired by heaven's gate yeah um which mm -hmm. was a real suicide cult um that basically believed that they were um they were like a ufo cult mm -hmm. and they believed that 
when when they you know it was like i think it was like 88 something people killed themselves as a part mm-hmm. of this cult because they believed that they were transcending their their bodies and heaven's gate is fucking nuts because they like all went to disney world or something before they like killed themselves it was like a happy thing because they all genuinely fucking believed that they were going to transcend mm-hmm. and like all of them did it fully voluntarily there were plenty of opportunities for everyone to leave and like it's so super fucked up to us because we are hyper westernized. Um, but like no one was there against their will, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And you can we can talk about like cult indoctrination and the way that like cults fuck with your mind and how cults attract people who are desperate to find some sort of meaning and then take advantage of them frequently um you know which is why more often than not cults tend to lead toward the like charles manson side of things as opposed to Mm -hmm. the like you know happy loving free side of things Mm um and leaders of cults frequently abuse their power you know like normal sane healthy people don't start cults mm-hmm. like normal sane healthy people just don't cult they leaders, start a flower shop exactly cult leaders are people who want power over others frequently and which is why so often in cults there's this weird sort of power dynamic usually involving sex wherein mm-hmm. like the cult leader like is abusing people but framing it in this way of like this is all part of this And it's because, you know, they're fucking evil. And it's like, there's so much ground to explore Mm -hmm. and to actually do something with and reckon with dynamics and power and faith. And like, this movie didn't do any of it. And that's what I want in my remake is all All of that. Tasty. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. right. uh, Time for my remake reboot Mm -hmm. um, of The Lodge. Um, I'm going to go the opposite route of you guys here. Um, I will Mm. say this. I will retain. It's a romantic comedy. No. (laughs) It will still be a horror for sure. (laughs) Romantic. Kevin, when are you coming back to The Lodge? The The kids are driving me crazy. It's a ski lodge and they have to, the guy has to win the race. Sorry. Actually, I want it to be a (laughs) multi-cam sitcom on uh, CBS. Right, right after the Big Bang Theory. Uh, <laughs> Kids, what did you do with all the food? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I will keep the supernatural elements. I would completely do away with the cult stuff. Mm. No one does it well, and it's it kind of muddles everything else. It's like two different stories taking place here that never quite connect. There's mm. The co- cohesion is never there. Um, mm. I see where they're trying to go with it in theme and everything, but it just doesn't quite hit. Um, we, I, first of all, I would start off the movie on the car ride to the lodge. I don't, I thought about this, I sat on it. I, as shocking as the beginning is, I don't know if it is needed in that order. Um, mm-hmm. So mess with the order mm-hmm. a little bit. Just yes, a ride yes. of them talking and understanding their characters and their dynamic in the car ride. And um, then you're wondering what's going on because there's that tension there. So you, yes, Ben, yeah, yes. Ben, you're on to yeah. something. You're on to yeah, something. Yeah, um... And yeah, you, you're wondering what's going on. You're wondering where they're going, where they're heading, what's happening. Why is this dynamic weird? You do pieces of flashbacks because, again, I love this when 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 um, when artists and directors do this and storytellers do this. When you do flashbacks in pieces um, and fragment uh, fragments of these flashbacks because that's how memories work, right? We don't always get a clear, consist, and concise um, memory. A flashback doesn't happen like it does in 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 real 
little time in our brains. It's always fragmented. That's how memories work. Um, give that to us in those moments of, oh, this is what they're going through. So they can build up that mystery. Um, and also we can get a sense of, oh, they're grieving. So make this about grief and how they deal with it wholeheartedly about that. Um, and then you can add a supernatural element or even a scientific element, say that they're near some type of radioactive plant, as silly as that is, or something in the, the air or the water. Or the, ooh, I like that. Something in the water at the lodge is just make up some cockamamie shit that you don't have to get too detailed into. You don't, you're not, you don't have to be bogged down with the details, right? Oh, mm -hmm. something's in the water or just allude to it. Never quite mention it, but just know that it's something. Maybe a mm. still camera on a dripping faucet, right? That's just, that adds the element of drip, drip, because you know that can be annoying and it can get under your skin, just that droop, droop, droop. As right after they like, grab a cup of water right out of the faucet. Maybe even have a mention of like, I only, maybe the stepmom or stepfather in this, I, I don't think the sexes really matter in this, um, really is bougie or something. And that's kind of the dynamic in the car is like, I only drink filtered water, what am I gonna do? Um, and they have to start drinking out of the faucet. They get stuck there. The, you know, we have an, a legitimate reason for the father. Also, I want the father to grieve with the kids. I don't think we ever, a good cry, a good moment between the father and those kids was needed so much mm. because he just feels like a random ass nigga. And that <laughs> bothers it's me. True. Dude was this random dude. He could have been anyone. Honestly, if you didn't tell me that was their father, I would have been like, okay, I guess this might be he their could, uncle. He could have been a stepfather right, for the yeah, amount of- Right, yeah, stepfather like, or anything. Like just, a, a new stepfather for the amount of emotional connection that exactly. the Give film gave us. us. That. Give us these emotions. A good horror story, and I'll, I'll get off this point because I, I, I could sit up here all day and try to dissect it. I love horror. I absolutely, one of my favorite genres. But take, for instance, A Quiet Place and how that family dynamic really fucking works. It start off with it being a family movie first, then build upon that. It seemed like they had really great scary ideas and were like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if she was a part of a cult? Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, also, we'll have this family and they'll come here. No, start off with establishing those relationships at the fucking beginning and then expound upon that. And then, and then that works. Um, and then that, that's, that's my reboot. Um, I could go in more details, but I, 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 I get really close. I'm flying close to the sun by just spoiling it, but that's as general as I can make it. That's solid, man. I mean, whew. yeah. At least we all brought like an ounce of creativity and, <laughs> and uh, originality to this. Right. So Absolutely. kudos to us for trying, you know. Um, <laughs> did what we could. Right. We sure did. did. Let's get to our uh, our rating system. Uh, ooh, whoever just jumps at it can go. I'm not uh, in order. I, I think for me, mm -hmm. I think this movie is something for the background. Mm. Um, it's not mm. like egregious. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a little boring, you know, mm -hmm. um, but it's not, yeah, I, I just, it's something that you could put on if you kind of want an ambience of spoopiness while you're doing something, you're mm -hmm. really not going to like miss much if you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it's just something for the background. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Um, I will go next. Um, if that's okay with you, E. Absolutely. Okay. Also, I want to make an uh, amendment to uh, to my 
reboot. I actually will have this take place in Flint, Michigan. Um, it will be a mostly mm. black family. Um, and that will, again, in the car ride there, you'll hear news segments on the radio about the water and maybe their location. But that doesn't, you'll just kind of hear it in the background. So uh, like, just so put, it, put it maybe in like northern, northern Michigan. Absolutely. Uh, maybe even in like the UP or something like that. Yes, absolutely. Then, so it draws yeah. attention to that, how the, the water is still not clean and, like, and what from that. Flint, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, so that's it could be a story sick. about the neglect there and stuff, go. too. There you go. Right. That's right. Hey, Blumhouse! Right. Blumhouse! Right. You listening? Yeah. Hey! Right. <laughs> Excuse me! Right, absolutely. Uh, okay, so yeah, with that being said, back on track, something in the background is so close to being on the list, but, you know, with everything that we talked about... Um, with how disappointing and how, you know, it's a, it's a disappointment because you know there's obviously com- competent filmmakers there and you, you expect better um, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't quite reach that that finish line. So, yeah, it's definitely something in the background. It's definitely worth watching, um, but you don't really have to think too much about it, to be completely honest. They, they want it to be smarter than it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it does have moments of, yep. of, of brilliance, but yeah. it's not that deep. So something. Well, yeah, that. because in order to be deep, you have to say something. You have to take a risk, and they exactly mm-hmm. take a risk. They take no absolutely. Risks, so. All righty, what's your rating? All right, so this uh, this one teeters very carefully to me a little bit on the opposite spectrum. It it, it, it gets closer to the I would rather mm-hmm. range. That being said, I don't think it's nearly bad enough. Like, I'm tempted to put it there just because it is so bland yeah. by the end of it. That, like, it set, like, it, it, the marketing and the initial few minutes, like, set it up to be something really grand. And then it just ends up being very vanilla. Uh, so, like, maybe that's why I'm so frustrated with it. Yeah, I think I will. I need to be fair and say that it is something for the background because it would feel unjust to say that I would rather eat toenail trimmings than watch this again. <laughs> but I'm not too far off from saying that. Right? So keep yeah. that in mind, dear listener. Right. Uh, it, it, uh, it is something for the background, but like, yeah, all competence aside, it is really frustrating that a story with such cool potential was wasted in, in such a flippant manner. So something for the background, but oh boy, it's tiptoeing. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, Well, all right. There you have it. That's our our stream theory episode of The Lodge. We got some more spooky, spooky movies that we're going to review later on in this month. And we got some uh, specials as well coming up. We're going to iron out the details with that. So stay tuned with that. Uh, What is our next movie, gentlemen? Our next movie is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, This movie came out in 2014. It is an erotic. Iranian-American vampire horror film that was widely, widely acclaimed. Uh, It is on Shudder, and actually for the month of October, you can get a free 30-day subscription to Shudder. Love so free advertising. Y'all wanna, yeah. If y'all wanna mm-hmm. hop on that and watch some spoops, this is the month for it. Thirty days free. Um, I think there's a code, but if you Google it, you can find it. Get on there. They've it's got something some like really Scary Five or something. Yeah, yeah. It's Scary Five, and I gotta say, Scary Thirty, Scary Thirty, uh, Scary mm-hmm. Thirty. Thank yeah. you. I will say this. Uh, I put off getting Shutter. Uh, we got it recently for the podcast. Their selection's not half bad. It's really yeah. good. If you like horror even a little bit, I mm-hmm. jump on this. Especially gotta, if yeah. you're getting a free month. You know? We got to try to get them to sponsor us so we can we can we can 
advertise the shit out of Shudder. Come on, Shudder. Yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, Shudder. Shudder. Come on, Shudder. Where you at? Come on, Shudder. Come on, come on Shudder. Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, we're ready. Uh, we're, we're, we're single and we're ready to mingle, Shudder. Hey. Come on. Come on, big Shudder. Come I'm on. I'm sending you eyes from across the bar. What's that? <laughs> Who bought Shudder a shot? It's me. It's on me, baby. Uh, yes, that good shit. I didn't get you that well. What you talking about? That's that top shelf. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So let's close her on now. Ian, tell the people who you are, how to get in contact with you. And Friends. what is your favorite spooky mythological creature? Mm, hell yes. Mm. Hell yes. Okay. Um, friends, dear listeners, my name is Ian Gabriel Gonzalez Muntner. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntner, if you care to try to spell that. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888, or if you want to see, uh, what Ian, what content Ian enjoys consuming when he's drunk at 2am, you can follow me on Twitter as Sir Yikesalot <laughs> at BabyGotKnack. Um, my favorite spooky mythological creature. Um, this is fantastic because I'm going to pull up the name of it real quick, but there is a Japanese cryptid that is uh, pretty fucking cool, wherein like it is a, a spider that has the shape of... Uh, it has an appendage that is the shape of like the torso of a woman, and they would lure uh, unsuspecting men in, and then the spider would eat them, and it was pretty rad. It's a... A Jorogumo, I think. I'm probably mispronouncing that, so I'm sorry if we have any Japanese speakers on here. But, um, yeah, they're a spider creature that could uh, shapeshift into the form of a woman and would lure uh, people away and then consume them as a spider does. And yeah. that's just creepy as hell. Japanese cryptids, y'all, are actually yeah. pretty Dude, fucking there rad. Are, yeah, um, do, I think yeah, they're they called are. yokai, a lot of them. Yes, um, yeah. And there yeah. is actually a book called The Book of Yokai mm. that is fucking wild. There's so many crazy-ass things. Mm -hmm. like, it's amazing. There's one that's an umbrella. Uh, there's one that asks you what color toilet paper you want and if you say red it offers you like red or blue and if you say red it like stabs you to death and if you say blue it like strangles you Jeez. so basically so basically you just have to be like a nasty boy and be like I don't wipe and then I just like, run. <laughs> like I mean that's that's legit though now I know if mm -hmm. like because that's funny. That's like Matrix style, like red or blue pill. Red Do you want the pill, red toilet paper like or, or the blue or, toilet red paper? Red or blue wipe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, joke's on you, Mr. Monster. I only use I'm good a days. filthy human being. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be squalid, thank you. <laughs> At that point, does like the killer toilet paper just go like, oh man, yeah, I don't fuck with yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's right. like, yeah. dude, you are way more messed up than I am. You, you just, do you, man. It just I'm out. upon itself. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> collapses. So, dear listener, you might recall that we were in the middle of plugs. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where is this going? Ben, who are you? Shitter, that's where. Right. Oh, man. Who are you? Where can people find you? And who is your favorite slasher villain? Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one because I don't. I'm not a huge slasher fan, so that 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 pushes. It doesn't okay. even have to be a franchise. Like you know, like I I think you can do like sort of one-off stories that have a have a murderer in it. Like I would definitely think I'd say that counts. Okay, so my name is Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at BTJenkins91. You can find me on Instagram at Benvolio91. And if you want to look at any of my uh, acting uh, gallery portfolio, you can go to my website at BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. Um, 
yeah. And my favorite are uh, my favorite horror slasher slash villain um would probably be It's a Tie between mm. and these aren't necessarily great movies. This one is a great movie, I think. Um Candyman. Um, Hell yeah. Mm. And this one is not a great movie, Jeepers Creepers. Um I do like the Jeeper Creeper uh um uh, fucking thing that it is whatever it is i don't even know what it is it's conceptually is it a, it's, designed really it's, well it's yeah like is it a, a demon it's like a or? demon right that's the whole right. thing yeah yeah it's, it is like like a demon but i, I, I which i think they actually stole from it because doesn't it only feast like every 27 years yeah, yeah does, something like yeah. that yeah which I, is like pound for pound the amount of time that it slumbers okay yeah, i see i will say also yeah. my, i had a problem with Jeepers Creepers in that I was so down for it until I they show their hand too early. You see yeah. them way too early and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they do. It's it's a fun, bad but it's horror very film, fun. It's yeah, very it fun. It's I, very I fun. fuck with it because as a kid it fucking freaked me out. I remember oh, that distinctly. Yeah. Um I would go with more of the classics like Freddy or Jay, but they just kinda like, I don't know. They're I've seen too much of them at this point. But those two always stand out for me. Hell and yeah. are always a good time. All Love right. It. All right. So uh Matt, uh tell the people who you are, how to get in contact with you, and what is your favorite monster mash? Just how did you how <laughs> How do you monster mash? How do you? Oh, mo no, I'm fucking with you. Because uh, no one knows how to monster mash. They never give you explicit instructions. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not like the hokey pokey, you know? Right. <laughs> Ian, you want to give Matt one? Because I'm having trouble. Yeah. Um, Matt, which of the creatures from the thing is your favorite? Like, which, uh, which, in the original, oh. we're talking, we're talking Carpenter 82 okay. or 83, whenever Shit, it was, thing, baby. not the remake. What's your, what's your favorite creature to come out of that? Oh, that man, there? that is like a question designed specifically for me yeah hell yeah all right everybody my name is matt frost you can find me on facebook as matt frost you can find me on twitter at mfrostcreative. creative uh, my email address is mfrostcreative at gmail.com and if you want to see some of the stuff i do you can check out my website at mattfrost.media. I'm also on Instagram as Spider and B, like the tattoos on my arms. And uh, yeah, so, ah, oh, man, they're all so good. But I gotta say, the one moment of the thing that got me the most was, um, shit, I wish I could remember his name. It's when they're doing CPR on him, mm -hmm. or, and they're, they have the they have the pat not CPR, defibrillator they have the, paddles, yeah. The yeah. Defibrillator paddles and they go to like jolt him and his chest just opens up and bites off the dude's hands because that <laughs> was genuinely fucking surprising to me yeah. and i was like so about it Boy, man that yeah. movie is so fucking excellent that it is, is it's fun. stellar i, I, I don't hate the remake it's not good it's not good, bad no it's I, not I think it's serviceable the problem is that you're comparing it to i would argue the best horror movie ever made um yeah. and yeah. and so like it's a it's big the high bar fucking shoes to fill it was like yeah. it was like doctor the uphill battle that doctor sleep had yeah like, yeah you know you come in and like you can tell a, a solid well-rounded story but when you are attached to one of the most iconic pieces of your genre like mm -hmm. you gotta come uber correct otherwise you know like the purists are gonna lambast you and the rest of the audience isn't gonna necessarily defend you i agree ben yeah. that the remake was not super bad yeah. like i remember watching it as a young and being like oh wow but then you watch that next to the john carpenter version it's like mm. 
Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. The the difference for me is that the thing in the John Carpenter movie is smart. Yes, it's it's yes, an it ambush is. predator. It waits. It picks its time, and it is defeated essentially through like this brute force outsmarting, where basically. They're like, all right, like we're gonna we're gonna kill ourselves to kill you. Like and and that kind of like that's what it takes. Whereas the one in the new one felt a little bit more of like kind of a typical monster, like a little mm. less intelligent. Like it didn't quite feel like it was preying upon people in mm. the same way. Mm. Um yeah, absolutely. But it's still a good movie. Yeah. It's just John Carpenter's The Thing is like a perfect movie in my eyes. I would change it. Yeah, it's really I adore it in every way. All right. Well, with that being said, y'all, we look forward to seeing you next week with our new stream theory. Make sure you also tune in to, you know, the Too Many Flicks podcast. Um, And we know that things are pretty hectic right now. People are catching COVID left and right in D.C. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... It is hilarious. I don't give a fuck. It's funny as shit because they completely denied it up until this point. Now they can't because yep. they actually have it. It's hilarious. <laughs> God, karma is so sweet. Oh, shit. Oh, besides hurt. Uh, but that being said, make sure you vote. Uh, make sure you learn how to vote by mail. Read the instructions. Um, try to get your signature when you sign the back of that fucking envelope as close as you possibly can to your original signature, which is mm-hmm. fucking absurd. And it is so much voter suppression. But try, 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 try to, to get it done. Put it in early. Um, if you do go to voting a polling place or a voting uh an actual place uh a tangible place please make sure you put on a mask and stand six feet apart practice social distancing mm-hmm. don't go anywhere unless you absolutely have to because this virus is still out there and it's flu season so make sure you take care of your neighbors and take care of yourself and take care of your family get and a flu be shot. smart get a flu shot get this a flu season shot. more than anything it is crucial they say that the crucial. month of October is the most important time to get a flu shot. Go get one. Yep, I got mine. Go get yours. It's free. In most places, it's free. So please go get a flu shot. Um, And if you feel sick, stay the fuck home. Don't go anywhere else in quarantine for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Most employers will understand that. Um, Yeah, just please, please, especially if you live in a, a red state and you're listening to me now, it may seem all dandy and cool because your governor may not give a fuck. <laughs> Florida, but please, for the mm. love of God, be smart and put on a fucking mask. That's the least you can do for not just yourself, but your neighbors. And we know all that information is crazy. You're like, I thought it was a movie podcast. Uh, why are you doing all this? Because it's important for you to understand. We know that it's stressful and it's a time of like, you know, getting your shit together because things may go downhill from here. We don't know. We don't know where the future holds, but we know at this moment that we try our best to watch all these films for you so you don't have to you don't have to always come home and watch a film if you want to sit down and and drink some brandy and and just sit and put on some jazz or whatever soothing for you maybe it's some some death hardcore metal and you you, you're fucking chugging a fucking pbr whatever you gotta do to relax that's fine but after that you could turn on this podcast flip it on listen to us talk about some goddamn movies because we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these. We really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be 
so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these stream theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, you can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks with the number two at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool new fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially natalie cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means its weight in gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there and there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world, because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying it's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black Lives Matter. And stay safe. We love you.